Greetings, greetings, football family. Welcome to another episode of Ball Chat Podcast. Well, I'm mute over here, so. Sorry. So, welcome to another episode of Ball Chat Podcast, where we, where we talk all things football, everything football this week. And, and the English Premier League is back. European leagues are back. We're coming off the international break. I am your host, Junior. One of your hosts, Junior. This week, you know, we're riding solo this week because um, um, Benton is on assignment. Camon is on assignment. So, it's me and you today. Our show today, we run the show. The crazy people are running the show. Running people, running, running, running. They don't know how our show go already, right? Talk all things football. Let me just mute to our God of us. Yeah. So, welcome. Welcome, welcome. A lot to talk about. And now, I'm going to be the first to say this. Camon is not running. We will soon talk about why people might be thinking that Camon is running. But no, she's not running. Camon is probably one of the happiest people in the world right now. I will soon talk about that. But you don't know how we start our show already. Our show is all about ballers and bugs. And we kick off our show talking about the ballers highlighting the best players of the week. And also the bugs talking about the players that, that never really do so well this week. So you don't know... Or we kick it off with, with, with the ballers of the week. And for me, the ballers of the week is... And, and, and before I get into that, please, please remember, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Let we know that you are there. Join the show. If you want right now, just join the show. Log on. If you, we can, you can join the chat feature because I'm here alone today. So we're just going to sit back and we're going to talk football. All right? That's all we're doing today. We're going to talk football and... We're gonna have fun. Big up, big up to everybody that's listening right now. It, it, big up to everybody in England. Big up to all the Chelsea fans. We'll soon start talking about Chelsea. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys, I'm giving you guys <laughs> the, 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 the precursor to what we're going to be talking about today. But kicking off with our ballers of the week. Ballers highlighted the best players this week. For me, the first ball of the week has to go to the Beds himself scoring a hat trick. Real Madrid. But the bed was scored a hat trick in what seven minutes? A seven minute hat trick? Would you please correct me if I'm wrong? I don't know some always get wrong information, you know. But correct me if I'm wrong. The Benz scoring a hat trick today. We also have um big up to Heraldo here. Heraldo saying his baller is Arsenal and the bug of the week is Liverpool and Chelsea. We'll soon talk about Liverpool. I will soon talk about Chelsea. But send out send out your ballers and bugs right now. Let me let me get your ballers and bugs. Right now, so my ball of the week definitely is going to be. You have to go to Karim Benzema. Definitely have to go to Arsenal for keeping, keeping, keeping up, keeping up the, the, the winning streak. Also, if for the door, see the score what, what, just a while ago. AC Milan beat the bricks off of Napoli. Leo Company beat the bricks. I just want to find that score because I was getting ready for the show. As you can see, I'm here by myself today, so. People, we are all we are all hosting the show today. You guys are you guys are, are joining me on the show today. Let me see. Cause last time I checked, it was 4-0. Arsenal versus Napoli. What was supposed to be a top of the table clash or top three clash at As and, I mean AC Milan. And AC Milan beat the bricks off of Napoli. Big, big match. Uh, big up to Reggie. Reggie saying his ballers are. Ballers of the week is Katie McCabe of Arsenal Women. Left the, 
the, the, the UWCL match Wednesday on crutches and came back to score the winner today. Baller also Sophia Smith and Big Benz for their hat-tricks. I don't know, so big up to the Arsenal ladies though, because I know that our Bunny Shaw, our own Bunny Shaw scored today. And big up to Sean, Sean was in the chat in, in our group saying, yo, how come we not talk about how the game ended? Arsenal with a big comeback today. And the bug of the week goes to Liverpool and especially Trent Alexander-Arnold, his ability tuned out in Sunday morning pickup level. That's coming from Reggie. And Reggie will soon, will soon talk about that game. That's the highlight game. Um, so, that's our, that's, that's our ballers. The bug of the week. I, you know, when I was thinking about the bug of the week, right? And, and it is very hard for me personally, coming off an international break, it's hard for me to finger point at any one player because there are so many factors coming off international break. But if you guys watched that Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund game, Mr. Gregor Kobel, the goalkeeper for, for Borussia Dortmund, did you see that goal that he gave up against Bayern Munich, that first goal? First of all, I don't know where I'm going. The man run out of 18, kick out the ball and miss completely. It is, one, it is one of the most comical goals I have seen in a while. Definitely have to give it to Liverpool as well. But I'm, going, I'm not going to beat Liverpool as much this week. Um, and, and you know what? Sit, sit down on the ballers and bugs. But, well, let, let's, let's, let's go right into it. The game of the week. Liverpool versus Man, Man City. That was the big comeback game this week. Coming off the international break. If you know what the English Premier League does, anytime they have an international break, they always try to front load the fixtures and give you a big time, prime time fixture, right? So when the fixtures were being made earlier and earlier this year, definitely, or earlier in the season, definitely Liverpool versus Man City was supposed to be one of the one of, one of, it should have been one of one of those highlight games. Big up to BM. BM says bug of the week is Liam Bailey for his poor for poor performance in Mexico. We'll soon talk, we'll soon talk about Liam Bailey. I will soon talk about the Mexico game. But um definitely. So the, in this game, Liverpool versus versus Man City. Liverpool came, came in and opened the scoring against, against Man City. And it looked like and it looked like it was going to be one of those games where it would be high, high class, high drama. The game started well. The first 15 minutes or so, the game went well, in my opinion. It looked like a good football game was brewing. And then the bottom just fell out. Now, what is going on at Liverpool, somebody might ask. For me personally, I think this is just a combination of what's been happening all season. Liverpool is ready to play football. They, they, so Klopp is a good coach, in my opinion. And... If the other host were, if my co-host were here, I'll be beating Klopp and playing that. I'll, I would, I'll be honest with you, I'll be playing that role and beating Klopp, right? But Klopp is a good coach. He knows how to get the team ready. That which is why Liverpool always start their games like that. They always start their games well, right? But then, eventually, the talent on the field, or the lack of talent, or the lack of man management, comes back and hurt Liverpool. That game against Liverpool versus Man, Man City, to me, looked a lot like Liverpool versus Real Madrid in the Champions League. Tell me what you think about it. Do you think, do you think the 4-1 score is a, is, a, is a good score? Because um, in my opinion, I would even say 
Jack looked like a baller this week. Right? To me, Man City looked like a big side against Liverpool, which is saying a lot because we see Man City struggle in the year in the year so far in some of these games. And Trent, especially Trent Arnold on his wing. I, I, I don't know. Tell me, tell me what you think. BM, BM says that um, his bug of the week is Manu for losing to Newcastle. Manu did lose to Newcastle today, 2-0. So we'll talk about that. We're talking about the Liverpool versus Man City game. The early game, the first game of coming, coming straight off um, coming straight off, off international break. What, 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 what are your thoughts? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Type up in that chat, people, because I don't know who was the show this week. Reggie, let me know what you think about the Liverpool. You, you said Trent Arnold, his, his ability is, 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 is reminding him of, of, of Sunday morning pickup level. So t talk to me more about this game. What, 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 what are your major takeaways from the game? Because um, I tell you already, in my opinion, I think Liverpool's lack of midfield come back and hurt them again. I think Jack Grealish, for some reason... Trent make Jack Grealish look like old-time Jack Grealish, which is saying a lot. It, it looked like Jack Grealish from Villa. So I, I, for me personally, looking at this game, I worry about Liverpool in the future because it, it, I think it's going to take a lot more than one player. You can't, you can't really highlight a player. I think what's going on at Liverpool right now is a culmination of, of, of poor man management, of trusting some players more than you really needed to. And now they're in a position where they basically need a new roster. Because to me, 4-1, 4 game are, is, is, is the 4-1 score, is, you, you, I don't think you, you have any blushes or you save any blushes. I think, I think it's a legit score. I think Man City... Once they got over the red jerseys they were, they were looking at in front of them and said, you know what, we'll treat Liverpool like any regular side. Again, it looked like the Liverpool versus the Real Madrid game. Um, Reggie says, Liverpool are old and disorganized. They also don't have the killer instinct this year. And if this, if this now, where we're going to talk about, because they did start Gakpo, they did, they did start Jota, Salah did score early. And it's a beautiful goal by Salah in the 17th minute. But right after that, that's where we're talking about the killer instinct, Reggie. Because normally, or in years past, when Salah scored early for Liverpool, you expect another two more goals coming in. Especially when Liverpool scored in the first 17 minutes. You're like, oh yeah, Liverpool is on, is on top form right now. They're about to run, run the game red. And that never happened. So is it, is, it, is it time, and, and I want to know, is it time for changes? Because I see um, some, some comments coming from international players talking about Virgil van Dijk, talking about how Virgil has lost a step. Now, has he lost a step, or has the players around him has lost a step? And the question I want to ask everybody right now in the chat, is for Liverpool, is it a one change needed, is it a two change needed? Should we change the coach? What are am I overreacting? Is it just is just a bad year? Let me know. And also for Man City in the championship race, is Man City really putting up a fight 
for the Premier League title? Do we see them really coming back and, and, and really putting Arsenal to the sword? Because as much as Man City is, is winning, Arsenal can't seem to lose. Arsenal seems destined to win, to win the Premier League this year. Let me know what you think about that. In my opinion, I think Arsenal has already won the Premier League, to be honest with you. Know, um, it, it, they've had so many moments this year. The Man City-Liverpool game is a game within itself. But in the grand scheme of things, where do we go from here? What does Man City do? How does Man City follow up next? What do they do next? Um, so we thought we're talking about this week, let me see. Oh, so Reggie said he heard from Benton. He says his ball is his ball. So big up to Benton. Again, Benton is an assignment in a place that the whole are we going to be very, very jealous of. Big up Benton anyway, you stand up right now in the bush. He said his ballers of the week are Aston Villas McGinn, Arsenal ladies, Chelsea women, and the bugs are Potter and Chelsea's management talking about XG. All right, so let's segue. Since Benton, Benton delivered his, his, his ballers and bugs of the week and talking about Graham Potter. News came out early, like about, I say I got the news, I got the text about two hours ago. Graham Potter is officially out at Chelsea. After seven months, Graham Potter has been fired by Chelsea. Um, big up Garfield. Garfield said, Arsenal will win the league. Their last set of games and the points they have accumulated gives a cushion. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I know Garfield is an Arsenal fan. I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I'm a realist. And it, 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 before, 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 before I go back to Potter, talking about the question I asked about, is Man City really making a real title charge? Can they, can they compete with it? Um, for me, I say Garfield, no, you're not, you're, not, you're not an Arsenal fan. Liverpool, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Garfield. Big up Garfield. Garfield is a Liverpool fan. Apologies, 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 Garfield. And you're a real Liverpool fan. Because if you weren't a Liverpool fan, you would have never been a Liverpool fan right now. But um, looking at Arsenal right now in the league, I'm going to ask the question again, and I want everybody's opinion. Do you think the race is over? As soon, as soon, and before, let me, let me, let me put up the, um, the standings right now. Let's change it up a little bit. And that kind of, that kind of poor still. Let me see where I go on. So, let me just give you guys the standing. Arsenal is ahead. Man City, of course, is, is in second place. I think it's a two-horse race, personally. I don't think um, Newcastle or Manchester United are legitimately threatening Arsenal, but Arsenal is ahead by eight points right now. Right? With a with and Man City is behind by eight points with a game in hand. Um and also Man City has a superior goal difference by two points. So is the Tycho race over? Is the Tycho race over? Um for me personally I think the Tycho race is over. Because because the Tigel, Tigel, Tigel said glass house attack. <laughs> I saw that with the Manchester United again. Don't worry yourself. Uh, Jason Phillips said, Bugs of the week. Man, you and Chelsea. Can no one see the bugs that Anthony is? He couldn't make Waterhouse team. I'll tell you something. Hey, Anthony can't even make Waterhouse 
business outside. Anthony can make NCB business outside. Register City have an easier running than Arsenal. So yes, they have the ability to make a real run for it. The City versus Arsenal match on April 26th will determine if Arsenal will win the title. And that is uh, three weeks away. Um, Garfield says, Man City is playing excellent ball, but Arsenal is excellent also. The title race is over. Boy, I would love, I would love, as, 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 as a fan that, that not really have a dog in a race, I would love to see it come down to a, a good title race. I would love for the April 26th game to mean something. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I do not see Arsenal dropping much points, uh, especially when they don't have any, any, any um, cup commitments. They're out of Europa. They're out of FA Cup. They're out, they're out, they're, it's only Premier League left. Um, let me see. Arsenal next fixtures. Arsenal next plays Liverpool next week Sunday at 11.30. Um, they go to Liverpool next Sunday. They go to West Ham the following Sunday. Then they host Southampton. Then they travel to, to, to the FCR to play in Man City. Then they're going to play against, uh, play against Chelsea. Then they play Newcastle. Then they play Brighton. And then they finish the season up with Nottingham Forest and Wolverhampton. Backside. Hold on. Hold on, people. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So I just gave you the remaining result, the remaining fixtures for um, Arsenal. For Mad City, their, their, their remaining fixtures, they travel to Southampton next Saturday. Um, then they play the Champions League. Then they play Leicester City. Then they're going to play Sheffield, play Arsenal, play Fulham. Play West Ham, play Leeds, play Everton, play Chelsea, play Brentford. I think, I th and, and I think Reggie was the one that said it, that, that eight-point cushion is going, is, going, is going to come in very handy for Arsenal because that's a murderous road. That, that fixture, that remaining fixtures for Arsenal is a murderous road. Now, if you're a Premier League champion, you are going to find somewhere to get a positive result against Liverpool next week, especially after how they looked against City today. Um, West Ham is a tricky game. Southampton fighting for relegation is a, is a tricky game. Then they play Man City. Then they play Chelsea. Well, and speaking of Chelsea, we don't know. We don't even know what we don't even know what the hell Chelsea is going to be like. Well, let's talk about Chelsea real quick. But let's let's, let's put a bow on that. It looks like that April 26th game might mean something. It really might mean something. We'll watch this place three weeks from now. Graham Potter is out at Chelsea. Several months in, Graham Potter is out. This brother must be the saltest coach in football history. Um, I'm going to go through some comments again real quick. Tiger says, Tiger is not over yet because the relegation bound teams will be fighting, so it's not easy pickings. Jason Frames, the ball of the week is trusted. Man just fits in well with the team. Magin, that was a screamer. Title race way from over. Do you see our remaining textures? Gunners gonna need help from somewhere, and I don't see who will. Well, you know, it says Easter time for all the Christians out there, so, and they have Jesus on their side. <laughs> we got Gabriel Jesus back in farm this weekend. So, Chelsea. Emerson, come on, is not running. 
I mean, come on, had some other obligations. As we know, bent and out in the bush. I mean, alone I run the show to the, 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 the inmates are running the asylum. Potter. Potter. Everybody that's on right now, let me know, let me know, let me know. I'm going, we're talk, we're, right now, you're, you're watching Ball Chat, the Caribbean best football show, talking all things world football. And if you're a Chelsea fan, and you want to just hide in the bushes, hide in the bushes. But let me know right now, Potter, is it fear? What happened to Potter? And what I mean is, should he have been fired seven months into the job? Let me know, let me know, let me know. Um, Garfield says Potter should have been gone a long time ago based on performance. Yes, the frame says those two points dropped, stolen from the Brentford. They come to us. Speak about Arsenal. But um, Grand Potter, seven months in, has been fired at Chelsea. He's out at Chelsea. Um, I don't even have the numbers. Grand Potter spent a gazillion amount of dollars at Chelsea bringing in players um, I, I, I can look it up real quick I, but we, we, we've chronicled it here on this show the money spent he took a team that won the Champions League Couple, um, big up to Miguel Miguel saying it was too early for Potter are you, or is it for are we talking about for Arsenal let me know let me know Miguel big up Miguel um uh, let me block that user. Hopefully, you never see that message. But um, yeah, so Potter is out at Chelsea after seven months. He spent a gazillion amount of dollars at Chelsea. It's a failed experiment, in my opinion. But let me know what you think. Do you think that it's too early for to, to for them to fire Grand Potter? Do you think he got a fair chance to to establish himself at Chelsea? Do you think? He, he is responsible for his own demise. What do you think about the Grand Potter firing? Is it something that we saw coming? I saw this coming from months ago. I honestly feel, felt like he should... I felt like he shouldn't even got the job in the first place. I, I, I believe this job was tailor-made for Pochettino. I, I expected Pochettino to come in and take the Chelsea job at the time. I was surprised that Potter left Brighton at the height of where Brighton was. Remember how Brighton started the season? I think Brighton, Brighton didn't beat the brakes off of Manu in the first what, two weeks of the season, I believe. Run them off the field. They had all of these players. They had all these assets or, or players that they could turn around and bring in even more money and build even a deeper squad. And Chelsea basically went in, raided Brighton, took the coach. The coach went out. Basically, turning back on Brighton, I ran out quickly to the bigger job and failed within seven months. Is this karma? Is this is this is this a, a is this a lesson to other young coaches out there that um that that are looking for that next big payday? You have the Eddie Howes of the world when when he was at um ah oh, where am I drawing a blank right now? But when Eddie, when Eddie Howes was, I can't remember the name of Eddie Howes old club. But he's now at Newcastle. He he had to fail at his old club. He he, he failed. They got relegated, and somehow the Eddie Howe got the Newcastle job. And look at how Eddie Howe is doing right now. Grand Potter is the opposite. I I see Grand Potter's experiment at Chelsea as similar 
to the um, David Moyes experiment at Manchester United when David Moyes left Everton. He left Everton and Everton were flying at the highest that they could fly at the time. And David Moyes, even though he was handpicked by Sir Alex Ferguson, went into a situation that he was ill-equipped for. Graham Potter, I think, based on the Brighton experience, is a good coach. But you, it is more than X's and O's to be a big-time Premier League coach. And Graham Potter has proven that. You, you, it's, it's more... It's, I'm, I'm so, um, Miguel, Miguel said, bad news for English managers. Prove that they are, they are only good for mid-table teams. Um, too early... Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Um, too, too early in his career for such a big team. Um, Garfield says, Potter is the only coach to get everything he wanted within such a short time, 400 to 500 million spent. Team is excellent on paper, but he can't make it work. I agree he can't manage a big team with all the pressure and attention. Jason Frame says that Potter just stupid. Too many unnecessary tinkering. Why James playing centre-back? Why Loftus-Cheek at, at wing-back? Just keep it simple without the tinkering. He could blame the players. Now the spotlight is squarely on him and his tactics. Reddy says, Chelsea broke Potter. They are pirates with no plan and picked a captain um, who couldn't manage their broken ship. Trash club. Sorry, y'all. Tuchel shouldn't have been sacked. Now he's going to win Bundesliga and maybe UCL. Soon talk about... We'll soon talk about Thomas, Thomas Tuchel. But yeah, um, I agree with everybody's sentiment. Uh, Graham Potter, uh, I, I think it's a bad look on Chelsea. We, we've, we've heard of so many young coaches, and Miguel kind of, kind of bring up a great point about the coach being too young for that big job. Now, there is no rhyme or reason, there's no, there's no equation, there's no math equation that we can go out there and say, this is what a good coach can potentially be, and this is when a good, a good young coach is ready for that next step. You never know until they walk into that situation. Um, I think, I agree, Jason Frame saying that Potter tinkers a little bit too much. I agree with that as well. And not to switch sports, but if anybody watch NCAA basketball, look at the game yesterday between San Diego State and FAU, right? San Diego State scored a last second bucket. Right and 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 I'm, I'm I'm gonna bring it full circle, bring it full circle. FAU it was like seven seconds left. FAU take a shot. FAU is up by one. Took the shot, missed the shot. San Diego State get the rebound, carry the ball down in seven seconds. The player that got the rebound carried the ball down in seven seconds. Ran out the clock, drive to the baseline, keep come back out and hit a jump shot and, and to beat to beat um to beat to beat the buzzer and carry him team to the national championship game, right? This is San Diego State's coach, first time in the national championship. He had his team in a moment. It was a moment where he could have tinkered, call a timeout, and say, yo, I'm going to drop the greatest player in the world, and blah, blah, blah. No, what did he do? He trusted his players. And I think Thomas Tuchel, I mean, um, Graham Potter, did not trust his players. I don't think Graham Potter trusted the players that he had there at the time. I, I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes at Chelsea, to be honest. I don't want to go on a conspiracy theory bandwagon, but there's a lot more going on at Chelsea. I think Graham Potter was put in a situation where if you succeed, great. 
but he wasn't expected to succeed. I don't think he was expected to succeed. Um, I think, in my opinion, I think Chelsea and the Chelsea brass and the Premier League brass wanted to wash Roman Abramovich out of the system with the whole Ukraine-Russia thing. I'm not going to get political, but there was a lot going on with Chelsea. They had to flush about the system. You bring in a coach, and the coach come in and say, all right, come in now, coach, and come do your thing. We give you a bag of money. Do what you want. Change up the side, blah, blah, blah. Let's change the rhetoric, right? Potter got a gold mine, and he went crazy with it. He did not trust his players. I don't think Potter needed to make any big changes other than finding a striker and finding an extra centre-back. He brought in how many centre-backs, how many strikers he bring in, and you still have um, um, Kai still playing up top by, by himself. It's crazy. Uh, Miguel said Potter was not of, of officer class. Success at mid-table teams does not mean readiness for top teams. Potter was good for Brighton as the pressure is different. At Chelsea, most games they are expected to win, while Brighton began most games as an underdog. Big statement, big statement. But Grand Potter, go out, go out good enough. You're Mr. Potter, walk good and do road. Another coach that was fired this weekend, Brendan Rodgers. He was fired, or was it fired? Because the report, if you watch the report, you know, Brendan Rodgers agreed to leave Leicester. I, I, I did see a report saying like, like it was framed like it's mutual agreement. Do road, Brendan Rodgers. Um, look at Brendan Rodgers' time at Leicester. Compared to Potter, to me it's a different it's a different comparison. But do you guys think it's a failure? Would we consider Brandon Rogers a failure at, at Leicester? Do we think Leicester failed him? Um, that's that's the question now. And uh, Miguel saying Brandon might return to Chelsea. That and that's why I put him next because would would Brandon Rogers be a good hire at Chelsea right now? He left Leicester. Uh, took over Leicester uh, and Leicester's highest, the highest they, they reached under Brandon Rogers was the COVID year when them and Manchester United were fighting for second place. And I think Leicester came in third that year, if memory serves me correctly. That was his highest achievement for Leicester. Um, Leicester, after, after the championship year and moving on from Riyad Mahrez and Conte and company, they have not. They didn't really get a chance to rebuild the side. In my opinion, they, they didn't spend money right, um, especially after the untimely death, death of their owner. If you guys remember, the owner died in a helicopter accident. So, Brendan Rodgers' time at, at, at Leicester, I think, is is one of mixed bags, uh, because of the pedigree of Brendan Rodgers being an ex Liverpool coach, coaching in Ireland, Scotland. He was in Scotland at the time, I think, or Ireland, Scotland, one of them. And doing his thing over there, coming here to Leicester, I think the hope was Leicester was going to be a perennial, at least top six team. I think that was the hope. Um, they have not, right now, they're, they're facing relegation. So, is it a failure for Brendan Rodgers? And, and ironically, Miguel saying Brendan might end up at Chelsea. He might return to Chelsea, which... To me, is a major step back if I was a Chelsea brass. Would Brendan Rodgers be a good fit at Chelsea? I don't think so. 
You cannot go from Thomas Tuchel to um, Potter. Potter fail, and you come now and bring back Brendan Rodgers, who, in my opinion, some people might say Brendan Rodgers is a bigger failure than Potter. Uh, even though Potter had more resources, Brandon Rogers had more time. Brandon Rogers should be a better coach. Right? So Brandon Rogers to me, some people might say is a failure compared is a bigger failure than Potter or might be equivalent to Potter. So why would Brandon Rogers be re returning back to Chelsea? Um I don't know. Another name that could could pop up for Chelsea is Antonio Conte. Could Antonio Conte could we see a remarkable return of Antonio Conte to Chelsea? I think that is more that's more a realistic um situation than Brandon Rogers returning to Chelsea, personally. But I think Chelsea right now is tailor made for Pochettino. Tailor made. But where does Leicester go from here? Does Leicester go for a Graham Potter? Because Potter showed what he can do already at Brighton. It's not like Potter is a failed coach. Potter is not Andreas. Villas Boas, if everybody remember years ago when Andreas Villas Boas was supposed to be the next, um, he was supposed to be the next Jose Mourinho. He was supposed to be the next special one and he went to Tottenham and fell flat on his face. He hasn't been the same since, right? I don't think, I don't think Grandpa is like that. Um, let's see, Garfield is saying Brandon Rogers' situation is different than Potter's. The club failed him. They have not supported him with the investment needed to make the club competitive. Rodgers should be deadly at Chelsea with the current squad. I'm big up to Miguel Miguel saying, you never walk alone. Sean, Sean White, big up Sean White, Arsenal. One, one, of, one of the biggest Arsenal fans I know, Sean White. Sean has been supporting, let me tell you something about Sean. He has been supporting Arsenal when Arsenal was a bug side. And he, he, he represent Arsenal, so... When Arsenal win the league this year, Sean, you are going to be welcome on the show to come and boast about it for the whole hour. Um, Sean said, Brendan Rodgers is still a better coach than Potter. Miguel said, Kante, Kante is too boring. Sean says, Potter is just not a top club manager. Garfield said, oh my God, the man went to Spurs. That was his failure. <laughs> uh, so, so let's move on. Let's move on from... from um, Brendan Rodgers and to this week's EPL results. Newcastle beat the brakes off on my side. Manchester United 2-0. West Ham defeated Southampton 1-0. Aston Villa, we didn't really get a chance about Aston Villa versus Chelsea because Potter got fired right after the game. But Aston Villa defeated Chelsea at Stanford Bridge 2-0. Arsenal comfortably defeated Leeds 4-1. Bournemouth defeated Fulham 2-1. Brighton. And Brentford played to an exciting 3-3 draw if you guys saw that game. Crystal Palace defeated Leicester 2-1. This is Crystal Palace after, after um, Vera left the job, beat Leicester, and now Leicester coach gone. What a thing. Nottingham Forest and Wolves comfortably draw 1-1. And Man City defeated Liverpool 4-1. And what, 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 what are your surprising um, results this week? Which one of these games are your most surprising result? For me, it definitely have to be Aston Villa versus Chelsea. Definitely have to be Aston Villa versus Chelsea. And um, to make it worse is what, what, what came out of Potter's mouth after, after that game. I couldn't believe the... I think Potter knew he was fired. And 
Let me, let me, let me, let me go find, let me go find um, the quotes. I'm sorry I never have the quotes, but Potter basically said some crap like, um, even though they lose, the players left it all on the field and they did well. And it is my fault, it is all my fault. That's what Potter said. Um, um, not verbatim, but I couldn't believe it. When we hear Sir Potter said that, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't believe what came out of his mouth. And then to see that he was fired today, I don't know why it took 24 hours for them to fire Potter. Potter this, this announcement should have happened instantly, which makes me kind of feel like there's something around Brendan Rodgers to Chelsea. There's something around Brendan Rodgers to Chelsea. Um, there's something there. There's something there because what could have happened between yesterday and two hours ago? What could the Chelsea board be thinking about? Or what could they be talking about after losing to Villa the way they did? Looking at the Champions League tie coming up. What could they be what could they be thinking about? And and it 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's so, it, it feels weird. My spider sense is telling me that it feels weird. And I don't think Brendan Rodgers is the guy for, for Chelsea, to be honest. But I think either the coaching carousel moving this week, probably the guy that Chelsea is looking at might be getting calls and them saying, no, 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 what for, what for move right now, right? And I'm going to say it again. I honestly think it's going to be Pochettino. And what could be funny is the guy that gets this Chelsea team might be coaching the odds-on favorite to win the Premier League next year. I know that's I know that's a big take. I know you know you know me stay up on this show already, you know, but I always talk some craziness, right? That is my one crazy comment for the day. I honestly believe that whoever gets this Chelsea team now, whichever coach gets this Chelsea team, is going to get a team that is going to be odds on favorite to win the Premier League next year. Even after Arsenal with the, with, the, with the year where they have, we don't know what is going to happen at Man City. We don't know what's going to happen at Man United. Newcastle is a flash in the barrel. I'm telling you right now, whoever gets this Chelsea team, watch your space, watch your space. Um, but any, 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 other score, any other scores out there that surprise you guys, put it in the chat. I, for me, Aston Villa definitely beating Chelsea is, is, is the biggest score um, on, on the week. I don't think the Man City, we talked about Man City to Liverpool earlier. I don't think that's a big surprising score, to be honest, because Liverpool just not Liverpool of all. Liverpool is an old Liverpool. Newcastle beating Manchester United. Um, but I was still long from my side, you know. Because I don't want to send my bias to my team, but. I, I was disappointed with the way how the team approached the game, knowing that this is a top top three clash, top four, top of the table clash, and Newcastle actually looked like a team that want to want to qualify for the Champions League. Manchester United looked like a team that did not know what they were playing for. That that is what the game looked like to me today. Um, Newcastle just basically run beside off of the field. So it go. Uh, 
big game, big game. I can't, I can't point out anything else. I can't say, oh, Varan was slow. Can't say Dallow was this, but can't say Newcastle a big side. It's just it to me that game was just one of those games. It was one of those games. But uh, let's look, let's look at the let's look at the standings. As as I said, you let me go over here, so. Arsenal is still at top of the table. I would say ahead by eight points. Sean, I don't know if you heard earlier, but I asked a question. Do you think the title race is over? And as an Arsenal fan, do you think the title race is over? New, Newcastle and Manchester United are tied at 50 points. And, 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 and um, Newcastle is ahead with a superior goal difference, plus 18. Tottenham Hotspur is, is, is behind by one point with 49 points. And they have a game. Manchester United and Newcastle has a game in hand. Arsenal has a game in hand on, on, on Man City as well. So let's, let's consider the game in hand that Man City have over Arsenal a win. We're going to say that Arsenal is ahead by five points. Let's, let's go ahead and put that. With a game to come in three weeks between Arsenal and Man City. So if, Arsenal, if Man City beat Arsenal three weeks from now... Arsenal could be ahead by two points when it's all said and done going down into the final weeks of the season. Crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um, looking down at the bottom of the table, uh, there is four points separating, actually five points separating 13 from 20th. With Wolverhampton at 28 points at, at the 13th spot, um, you have a number of teams tied with 27 points. That's West Ham, Nottingham Forest, and Bournemouth. And Leeds is 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 a, out of the relegation zone and goal difference and twenty six points. Everton, Leicester, and Southampton are separated by three points in the relegation fight. Um, who do you guys think are going to get relegated this year? Looking at these, um, Leicester doesn't have a coach. Everton already got rid of their coach. I think Southampton did change up their coach. Leeds got rid of their coach this year. Um, who do you guys think is going to get relegated? For me, I think Southampton is already gone. I think Leicester might already be gone. I can't see Bournemouth getting relegated again. Nottingham Forest seems to have steadied the ship. West Ham, David Moyes, that's a coach that I'm surprised is still at the helm. Um, I think West Ham is a loss away from, from David Myers getting fired. Um, I have Southampton Leicester going down. I don't think Everton. I think Sean Dyche is, is going to pull a miracle and get and get um <laughs> and, and get them out. BM says I regret waking up to watch Manu this morning. Anthony is probably the most overrated player in the EPL. I don't <sighs> I think Anthony, I think Anthony, Anthony needs some more time to get acclimatized. I think Anthony, Anthony needs some more time to get acclimatized. But um, who, get, who do you guys think going to get, going to get relegated? I think Southampton, Leicester. Nottingham Forest. I think Nottingham Forest is going to find some way to get relegated. Um, that, that's going against my 
by my, my best judgment, but I think Nottingham Forest will find a way to get relegated. But we'll see. Watch your space. More to come on that. Um, let's go to the Bundesliga. Scores this week in the Bundesliga. Hoffenheim defeated Werder Bremen 2-1. Um, FC Cologne and, and Borussia Mönchengladbach drew 0-0. But the big game, I want to talk about that again. The big game this week in, in Germany. What do you call it? Dirk Klassica. Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund. Thomas Tuchel's first game at Bayern Munich ended with Bayern Munich beating the brakes off Borussia Dortmund 4-2. If you guys saw the first goal that Bayern Munich was gifted, it is almost like Borussia Dortmund goalkeeper say, come Tuchel, we'll give you an easy goal. One of the craziest goals I've ever seen scored in a football game. I don't know where the keeper going. The man run out and miss everything. But Tuchel, first game, 4-2. Is it Bayern Munich back on track? Is, is, is this the Tuchel magic coming back in? Um, oh, big up BM. BM says, I would love Leeds to get relegated with all those American players. And yes, I am an American hater. I'll put that there. <laughs> People, this is where we say those comments are the comments of BM and they do not necessarily reflect the comments are, are the intentions presented by Ball Chat Podcast because Ball Chat would love to be a streaming partner for the World Cup when America hosts the World Cup in the next World Cup. So, America, U.S. Soccer Federation, those are the views of BM, not we, yeah? <laughs> well, but, um, yeah, uh, Jesse Marsh leads. Uh, no. But Thomas Tuchel, is this, is this Thomas Tuchel magic? Is this TT magic now kicking in? Because I think, who said it? Jason Framer or Miguel said that, I think Miguel said earlier that, um, I don't want, oh, Reggie. Reggie said that, no, Thomas Tuchel is going to win the Bundesliga and maybe the Champions League. Is this Tuchel magic kicking in right now? Because I don't know what I'm at. Look. What a man lucky. For the man there, PSG, and as he left PSG, he left PSG, went to Chelsea, and what did he do at Chelsea? Nothing. He just instantly win the Champions League that year. In a half a year, the man win the Champions League, right? With, with Frank Lampard's side. Out of nothing. Man say, yo, come win Champions League, yeah, man. Champions League is mine. Take Champions League and run away with it, Right? Now he goes to Bayern Munich. His first press conference, if you guys remember the press conference, he said, oh, it's so, it's so difficult. His first couple of games is going to be... His first couple of games is going to be... Hold on. Apologies, Jazz. I got booted off over here. One second. But Tuchel said that his first couple of games, he's going to have to play against um, Bayern Munich, I mean, Borussia Dortmund, Man City, um, and in, in the Champions League, which is murderous role. That definitely is murderous role. That's something that I would never wish on anybody out there in life, right? 
I would never wish that on anybody in life. For Thomas Tuchel to your first couple of games, your first game is, is a rivalry game, and then you're going to follow that up with playing against Manchester City. But is this... <laughs> because BMBM said, what a day, Judas put in a disclaimer to his comment. Yes, because I am the one that normally make those comments, but BM, why BM, you lost me. You lost me with that one as... Let me just fix up this thing real quick. Let me fix up this thing real quick as we go into a little, a little bit of a, of a technical difficulties here. As only part is going on here at Ball Chat, and as you guys can see, I'm here by myself. The inmate is running the asylum, so make sure to tell Benton next week. So look. He chose Judah out there again by himself in a car. Beer craziness Judah going with. And I'm going to say it is what it is. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to fix up this. You might be seeing something behind the curtains right now a little bit. But I'll fix up this thing here real quick. All right, there you go. Back again like I never left. Anyway. So yeah, so Thomas Tuchel, is this TT magic? Is Chelsea going to regret letting Thomas Tuchel go? Because Chelsea is also in the Champions League in, 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 in this round right now, in the knockout round. Thomas Tuchel is back, taking over a side that is probably bigger than the Chelsea side that he had. Arguably bigger than the Chelsea side. I think the Chelsea team is more talented than, than, than Bayern Munich, but Bayern Munich is more together than Chelsea. Crazy, crazy times. Thomas Tuchel, back at Chelsea, like, back, back, back in the Premier League, like he never got anywhere, back, back, in, back in Champions League, going to win Bundesliga titles. Is this man the luckiest coach in the world? I don't know. Let me know. Um, El Pistolero, big up to El Pistolero. El Pistolero said, Thomas Tuchel is moving like an opportunist. Um, that, that's, that's actually, that's actually a, a, a good, a fair statement. I agree with that. He's, he's definitely moving... Like an opportunist. Um, but can he win the Champions League? Does Thomas Tuchel have the coaching acumen or does he have the coaching elixir to defeat Pep Guardiola, especially a motivated Pep Guardiola in the Champions League? And that is his next game. He's up against um, Man City, I believe. And he might have a game before that. But Man City is coming up next week. Um, for, for Bayern Munich does he have what it takes and uh, what is next for Bayern Munich and what is next for, for, for TT because I think TT have something for them I really do over in the Syria real quick go through some Syria games really really quick the big game though um, AS Roma defeated Sampdoria 3-0 Lazio defeated Monza 2-0 um, Spezia and Salamita drew 1-1 Bologna defeated Udinese 3-0. The old lady Juventus defeated Verona 1-0. Inter lost to Fiorentina 1-0. And Atalanta defeated Cremonoso 3-1. And the big match today. Let me see, let me see how, the, how the game ended because when I was before right before I came on the show, it was AC Milan 4. Napoli 0, and that's how the game ended today. AC Milan beat the brakes off Napoli in a top-of-the-table clash. AC Milan currently third 
in um, Syria defeated Napoli. I mean, 4-0. It, it, was, it was a masterclass game. Um, I, you, you can't say anything else other than Napoli just never seemed ready. Now, Ocean Men didn't play. Um, I don't know. We can't come one week and say that um, Napoli is not a one bad side and come back and blame that it wasn't there. It, it's just that, it, to me, it's just like Napoli just took the game off. They're already up, what, by 16 points in, in the table, um, in the Serie A table. Yeah, Napoli is leading Lazio by 16 points right now. They're leading AC Milan by 20. I think this game was more about AC Milan maintaining top three status, fighting off Inter and, and AS Roma. Um, Roma won to the Inter last. So Inter and Roma are, are tied at 50 points, holding up the fourth and fifth spot. AC Milan have 51 points in the third spot. So the, the, the Serie A title is over. We, are, we all know Napoli is going to win. But watch, this, watch our Champions League race. We have three big coaches out there vying for, for that Champions League spot. AC Milan, Inter, Roma. That is going to be must-watch TV. I think that's the best thing that could ever happen for, for Syria. Um, Jason Frame says Tuchel could become the first coach to step in, step in at the knockout round of the Champions League and win the whole shebang. Let me think about that. Think about that statement. Jason Frame says that Tuchel could become the first coach to step in the knockout round of the Champions League and win the whole thing. Um, when did Avran Grant took over at Chelsea? Remember, Avran Grant won the Champions League, you know. Avran Grant won, was it Avran Grant that won the Champions League? I think Avran Grant won the Champions League at Chelsea. And I think he took over. Was it in the knockout round or was, was, it, in the, um, was it in the group phase? We'll have to do some research on that. But, uh, but big up Jason Frame, if, if, that, if, that, if that's a, a stat where you, where you, where you pull out and, and it's a proven stat, big, that's a big time stat because you have been now thinking about coaches that were out there that um, I'm thinking. Thinking, because we know Tuchel took over at Chelsea. They were in the group phase. Yeah. Uh, can't think of any other coach. I cannot think of any other coach that took over a Champions League team mid-season and win Champions League. I, I want to say Avran Grant took over Chelsea, even though he was on the staff. He got the... He got the um, the head coaching spot. I think it was after Mourinho. We'll have to double check that. We'll have to double check that. We have to double check that. But watch the space. Watch the space. As I push it up against the clock, um, we'll talk about this game. The Nations League, the Nations League semifinals is set. The US will play. Uh, El Pistolero, so you think, do you think it's a league Avram won? Uh, you might be right, El Piso. So, or was it Robert Di Matteo? I think Robert Di Matteo took over Chelsea to... Uh, Robert Di Matteo. 
one of them took over Chelsea and won the Champions League. I'm looking it up. Um, yeah, Robert Di Matteo. Yeah, Robert Di Matteo did it. Robert Di Matteo led Chelsea to a famous victory in the 2012 Champions League. And I don't think Di Matteo started as the coach that year. After Sunday. I don't think I don't think Di Matteo started as the coach that year. Could be wrong. But that, that was the Champions League in Munich. I, I was thinking about Robert Di Matteo I was thinking about, not Avram Grant. But yeah, so Avram Grant did win the league and Di Matteo won um, the Champions League. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. Give thanks, give thanks. Look it up to see when um when he took over. But anyway, Nations League semi-finals as we push up against the clock. The semi-finals is set. The U.S. will play against Mexico on June 15th at 7 o'clock. Um, and Panama will play against Canada in another semi-final. Um, the games will be at the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada with the final coming up on June 18th at 5.30. The reason why I'm talking about the Nations League semifinals is Jamaica played against Mexico in the last um, round of Nations League encounter and the game drew 2-2. Jamaica needed a win. If Jamaica had defeated Mexico, they would have been the ones playing against America in the semifinals. That was how close Jamaica was to, um, to, to, to playing for a, a, a chance to win the Nations League Cup. Now, I want everybody's opinion. We did a watch along on, on the day. It's been seven days since the game, right? Um, it's been a whole week. What are your guys' thoughts on, on the Nations League game, Jamaica versus Mexico? Again, the game was played in the Azteca. Um, game ended 2-2. Jamaica took, took the lead early. Um, Mexico had to come back twice to draw the game. What do you guys think about that game? How, how do you guys feel about where we are going as a program? Jamaica is going as a program. Um, where do you guys, how do you guys feel about where we are right now? For me personally, and I think, I don't remember who said it early, but somebody said it early that Leon Bailey has not played well for Jamaica. Fear enough. Um, Big up, big up to Craig Butler. Everybody know Craig Butler. Craig Butler is uh, a polarizing figure, especially when it comes on to Jamaican football, especially when it comes on to Leon Bailey. And somebody posted on, on, on his IG, one of Craig Butler's IG posts, and said, um, the, 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 basically saying the team did well. I think it was a respectful post. He said the team did well. Um, Leon Bailey still hasn't played his best for Jamaica as yet. Um, blah, can't wait to see it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Craig Butler's response was, who was the man of the match the last time Jamaica played against Mexico? And I think that was the game where Liam Bailey scored from the Shamar Nicholson cross, right? 
Um, BM says the game was there for the taking. A big opportunity missed by Jamaica. Kofi Paul said, we look aight against Mexico. Respect the process. I am more there with Kofi Powell. Um, I'm BM. I, I, I agree with both you guys, what you both you guys said. Um, definitely, definitely Heimar Hil Hil Hilgrimson, the dentist that we call him. He, progress is made. Um, but that word progress, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cautious of the word progress because we have, this is not the first time Jamaica drew in Mexico in that sticker in a meaningful game, right? We remember all the way back to Winnie's first game when Winnie took over at, for Jamaica. Winnie took his first game was to play against Mexico in the Azteca. Um, that was the first game Joby Makanov played. That was the first, that, that class of UB Fartis. That was their first game playing. And that game ended 0-0 with, I want to say, McCreary or, or Joby. One of them had a ball to score and from about three yards out and kicked the ball over the bar. Never forget it. I'd never forget it. That time, I thought at the time, yes, this is progress made. Jamaica is on the way up, right? 0-0 zero, zero game. We should have beat Mexico in Azteca that time, right? It, it feels so much like when Walter Boy did score against Mexico in the Azteca. I will only get 2-1 from Mexico that time. Then we'll come back now and now we'll join with Mexico. This is progress, Right? I'm cautiously using that word progress right now because we have to follow it up, right? And, and I, think, I think that's a task that uh, Mr. Hilgrenson, the dentist, has, to, has it ahead of him right now is what, where do we go from here? What's next? Yes, 2-2 is a good feather in your cap. Yes, drive with Mexico, regardless of what people want to say about the Mexican team, regardless of what people want to say about the talent that you have, you going to Mexico and drawing that game, having Mexico on the back foot, that is a feather in your cap. But what is next? That, is, that should be a building block. Right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if, I, if I misquote your coffee. Yes, you didn't see progress. You just saw the process and it looked good. That is, I agree with you 100%. I agree with that word, process. Um, James Frame said, that was us giving away three points rather than Mexico join. Yes, they hit our crossbar twice, but we had enough opportunities to win. Russell needs more game time. Both our wingbacks are weak. I agree, both our wingbacks are weak. And Kofi, I love that word process because for Jamaica to make it to the next World Cup, I don't even think qualifying for the next World Cup is the goal. It's as easy to qualify for the next World Cup. The whole damn CONCACAF is going to qualify for the next World Cup. Any good side in CONCACAF is going to play in the next World Cup. So that's not an achievement. What I think is the achievement we should be looking for is playing the way Costa Rica did in the World Cup. This last World Cup, where Costa Rica went, uh, minus the first game against Spain. When Costa Rica went out there and played some ball, 
That is the that is the that is the next step in the process that I want to see Jamaica make towards progress. So it's a step in the process so that we can achieve progress, right? That is what I'm looking for. I think I think I think we should talk about Jamaican football like how Philadelphia 76 has talked about them basketball at one point. Trust the process, right? And we should trust the process a little bit. Um, trust the coach. We have a proven coach. It's not like him, him, not, him, not, him never do a good thing at Iceland. He knows what he's doing. Trust him. Um, but we need to see progress. So, yes, you start... I see this as his first game. I don't see the Trinidad games as his first game. I don't see the game against... Who, who did he go and play? Was it Chile or was it Uruguay? Whichever side... If they play against a South American side. I don't see those as his first game. I see those as him, him getting feet wet. Know that you have tasted real CONCACAF football. Now you know what a real CONCACAF atmosphere is. Gold Cup should not be a shock for him. Right? And that's why I love the Nations League, because now the coach gets to say that Ravel Morrison should not play another game for Jamaica, in my opinion. Now the coach gets to say that um, Daniel Johnson probably should not start another game for Jamaica. Daniel Johnson was tired against Mexico. When he sit down and watch that tape, he should say, maybe I trusted that midfield 10 minutes too long. I think that's where the game, I think that's where Jamaica lost the tie or drew the tie, was in that 10-minute game be between, the, the, after, after the rain delay, it was a 10-minute up until halftime. I think in that time, there should have been changes made. That should have been the halftime. You should have treated that first 35 minutes as the first half and look at it that you have 55 minutes to play next. Kofi said Mexico and the Azteca was the first test. That's the first real test. I agree. I agree. And if this first test is anything to go by, I foresee great things for Jamaica in the Gold Cup. I really do. Um, what is great things? I think great things is going to be topping your zone, regardless of who is in the zone, topping the zone and making it to the semifinals. To me, that's a successful Gold Cup right now. I don't expect to win the Gold Cup. We can't beat America. We can't beat um, Canada when it really counts. We can't beat Mexico when it really, really counts. Right now, right now. And, but what I want to see is good football being played. And I can say, you know what? When Whisper get some more games on them belt, him or this, when whichever midfielder that we're going to find between now and Gold Cup, to come and sit in the heart of the midfield. When that midfielder get more, 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 more games on their belt, we're going to be fine. That's what I want to see. I want to see us playing good football. I think we can do it. I really do. And I'm going to use the Winnie example. When Winnie took over, it was a 0-0 game against Mexico, that first game. We balled Mexico off the park in Azteca in a World Cup qualifier game. Balled them off the park in Winnie's first game. What did we do that Gold Cup? I think that was the Gold Cup we went to the final. I want to say that was the Gold Cup we went to the final. That was the Gold Cup when we beat America in Atlanta in the um, quarterfinal or whatever. 
and then we'll go semi-finals and win, and then I think we'll lose to Mexico in the final, right? But um, Kofi saying by next World Cup, we'll be ready. I agree. I agree. And JFF, we're reaching out to JFF directly and indirectly to come on the show. We support JFF when JFF do right. And I think we have the right talent base right now. Yes, we need to find a wing back. We need, we need a right wing back. We need a central midfielder. But how many teams out there are incomplete right now? And how many teams out there have the luxury that Jamaica has? Because Jamaica might, might be lacking in talent in some areas, but they are fully loaded in other areas. And I think we have the coach that is separated from... Because it's that, it's, that, it's that nothing to do with the color skin or foreign coach or anything. We have a coach that is separated from the passa passa that's going on in Jamaica. We have a coach that don't really care about JFF, don't really care about, um, about anything that's going on in, 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 in the realm of Jamaican football. All he care about is carrying Jamaica from point A to point B. Before we had coaches that had both feet, one foot in the fire, one foot, or one foot in the community, one foot in the football. And that kind of brought an easy tension for that coach. This time, we don't have that. So, I foresee great things for Jamaica this World Cup. I really do. Um, I think Nations League, the Nations League games, plays a part in that because they get to play real competitive games where you can see players play in a real life fire scenario. And you can see what is going on. But we'll watch the space because there's more to come, a lot more to come. But people... I that's enough. 20 minutes over time. It's been fun. Do remember, do remember, I'm still have the old. I still have the old have the old scene in the butt. Only just deal with it and about the way look for flow. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Ballchat Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Ballchat1. On Facebook at Ballchat. You can email us at ballchatpodcast at gmail.com. The full epi- all the episodes are available anywhere you get your podcast. Look it up, look it up, look it up. And it doesn't cost you anything to like the show. Cost you nothing to subscribe to the show. Tell a friend, tell a friend. We have great things coming. Um, you saw us on Captains on Netflix. We have a lot more coming, trust me. So big up, big up, Kofi. And Kofi Powell, I'll have to edit with this comment. Bring on GFF on the show so we can turn on the fire upon them. Again, just like BM earlier. Those are the comments of Kofi Powell. It does not necessarily reflect the comments that of, of Ball Chat Podcast. People, I ain't that enough. Later. <laughs>